Oh, that was the most abrupt ending ever. Wow. That was lack of a start, I would tell you. I kept waiting for the lyrics to drop in. No, didn't you hear? It was like, podcast. No, that was me. Oh, was that you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was singing along with it. No, it Bernie was, was freestyling. I was. Well, it, it was very good. It sounded professional. It sounded professional enough to be a podcast theme song, Bernie. That's what a good job you did. Yeah. That, you totally had me fooled. Exactly the level I was aiming for. Hey, speaking of which, it's a podcast. I'm excited. Yeah. I've been looking forward to the podcast this week for some reason. You have? Why? What's up? You got something to talk I, about? I don't know. I think I'm just in a good mood. Uh, wow. I, like, I don't know. Yeah. Been, so a good, be, been a good week so far. We had well, a great day in the office yesterday, I thought. Well, it's it's just you, me, and uh, just Jeff, Gus, and Bernie this week. Maybe that's why I'm so excited. Yeah, maybe no, <laughs> no Jack or Joel to, to, to drag us down. Yeah. Double J influence. Think Still. maybe we can get through an entire podcast without Jeff looking like he's about to pass out or, <laughs> or fall asleep. Well, that's Jeff all day, isn't it? Pretty much, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no offense to the podcast. That's just the way Jeff rolls. It takes a lot of energy to maintain this amount of awesome. <laughs> that reminds me, we have a, a new employee at the office who we haven't talked a lot about recently. <laughs> and uh, we don't have many meetings at the office. Very rare. I it's, mean, it's like four a year, five a year? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe five a year. Maybe. Maybe. That's, maybe. that's stretching it. Yeah. Anyway, so this year we've had two so far this year, which is really rare for us. And our new employee missed the first one and then slept the entire way through the second <laughs> one. So I think he's sending a message. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm getting it worked out. He, missed, was, he missed the first one, walked in with a sandwich, and was like, there's a meeting? And You're like, yeah, left. didn't you get the email? <laughs> he was like, nope, and just turned around and walked out. New employee doesn't do meetings. <laughs> he... I'm really sad he missed yesterday's meeting because it was a good meeting. It was. We had a Look, lot of fun. He was there physically. I guess that's true. <laughs> I looked over and he was fucking his, his chin down in his chest just sawing some logs. I did find, yeah, his occasional snores to be helpful <laughs> he and would, insightful. He would stir every now and then when there was a round of laughter. Yeah, I knew that was a, I could, he was sitting directly across from me at the other table and I could judge how good a response than an idea got by how much it stirred him. <laughs> that was like a, a 3.2. <laughs> but the, uh, we, yesterday we had a pitch session is what we call it, where we went over a bunch of different ideas for shorts and other projects as well. It was fun. It was great. A lot of fun. It lasted a lot longer than I thought it was going to yeah. last. Yeah. A lot of dick jokes, surprisingly. <laughs> Idea number one, get rid of the podcast. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a great idea for a short. <laughs> but now, what is it? This is our 45th podcast. We're coming up on... Is it our 45th? We're, yeah, we're coming up... Uh, we're getting close to the one-year anniversary of when we started doing weekly podcasts. Wow, dude. And it's probably like uh, two months away. Something like that. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's about right. We had a week there where we did five in one oh, week. Oh, Chef, I forgot about that. So it's maybe about three months away then. Yeah, but this was about the time we started you know, doing the... We put out the first one... First couple. December, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a, about a month ago. <laughs> you know, most people are more prepared with anniversary information than we are. We're trying to retrofit and figure out what our anniversary was. Well, uh, like, I'll tell you right here. I, I, don't, I don't even remember when it was. I remember I posted a podcast that day, and then all the comments for that podcast were, hey, this is the one-year anniversary of when you all first put a podcast out. And I was like, oh, I'll be damned. <laughs> I have that same problem with the comic. I have no idea. I'm assuming it was April 1st was our... That, first weekly podcast. Fuck it, why not? Let's just say it was. Sure. Uh, number two was April 10th. 
So it would have made sense for us to do it on April first. We don't. We usually do during the week of our anniversary a week of content, like something new and different every day. And I think this was maybe the Wednesday of that week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like red versus blue would have been on the actual anniversary, and then we started doing the shorts as well, and then the podcast. I think that's the way it worked. It's actually number two was on April tenth. Yep. That's what Bernie said. Oh, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but in your defense, I said it earlier than you. Oh, well. <laughs> also, I wasn't listening. <laughs> we skipped between three and four. We skipped like two weeks. It's weird. So you... I guess we must have put out like the Left 4 Dead video or something at that time. Oh, yeah. So based on the feedback I've gotten uh, I read in last week's podcast, people want us to talk more about uh, football coaching changes. So... <laughs> That was maybe the worst. We should, like, I, I'd maybe wa- we should dedicate this podcast to that. I walked out from my conference call and I walked back in, and Jack was talking very passionately God about. Damn, dude! I wanted to. I want football change. I never regretted not getting in on a conference call so much. <laughs> I was jealous of you. Yeah, he was really, really passionate about it. He was. He's very excited about old white men. <laughs> well, it's one thing to talk about football, which people have pointed out to me that a lot of the world doesn't follow football. Right. Well, that's that's their loss. But then the particular kind of football that we were talking about which we like is college football you could not pick a more regional sport sure than probably college football if, if the region is america well no i mean like we're in the state of texas and not everyone in the state of texas even likes the team that we like i mean there's you know it's true you go a city 100 miles away and everybody hates that team you could say that about professional sports the Texans and the Cowboys are, you know, 200 miles away. Well, it's pretty arguable that if you're within the state with a, with a team, you might like the team. That's not the case with college football. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely – college football is definitely a lot more territorial. And you could even argue that the closer you are to that team, the more you hate them. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> well, you're from Alabama. Well, you're, you're, you're the, the, the favorite drunk tank uh, participant, so we figured you would have some insight there. Oh, can I – no, I don't have any insight. Yeah, roll with it, Jeff. You're Mr. Popularity. <laughs> Mr. Popularity over there. What are we talking about today, Jeff? Oh, gosh. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Let's see. Um, if Jack was here, we could talk about Army of Two, but I don't want to bore you guys. No, no. Let's talk about it. Army of Two. Is, is, is it good? How, 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 I liked it. I never played the first one. Uh, talking about the sequel, Army of Two, 40th Day. Uh, it's a pretty cool game, though. It's kind of like a more co-op-centered Gears of War. Feels a, a very much like Gears of War, kind of slow shooter. You know what I mean? Like, the pacing in Gears is kind of slow, a lot of ducking, a lot of cover. How, I guess, the mechan- have, 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 the you, pl- have you played similar. it at all, at all single player, or have you just been playing, uh, yeah, like, I two have. player? How does the AI stack up? Like, I, like with the game like that, like Gears, I was, I was, I'm always concerned when I'm playing with an AI partner. Well, here's the problem. I was playing, I played through the whole game with Jack, so it would be hard for any AI partner not to be better than Jack. Oh, right, right. He's mm-hmm. notoriously bad at shooters. What? It's coming from Jeff, by the way. I just want to point it out. I'm okay. (laughs) Weren't you trying to complete like the game on Veteran yesterday, and Jack was trying to do the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was Call of Duty. Oh, was Call of Duty? Yeah, we were trying to do a a spec op video, and I couldn't get Jack to go upstairs with me to save his life. He insisted on going in the garage, the murder garage. So Uh, anyway, the thing I like about Army of Two, though, uh, it's fucking it's like a five hour game. That's not bad. No, it's great. I, yeah. I really we talked about this last week too, but I really appreciate short short games. Most people argue and say that's bad, though. No, fine. I think yeah, I, I agree with you, but I think most people want longer games. Yeah, when we talked about that last, there was a lot of feedback. There's a heated discussion about the length of video games in the comments for that podcast. And I think the main point was just from an economic standpoint, people want the most for their sixty dollars. 
Yeah, but when you get like a long 10, 12 hour shooter, you're just playing you're playing a game that ends up with like four or five or six filler levels, right? Mm-hmm. That just aren't interesting. And they're just putting that you end up with a lot of levels that they, they just put in there to pad the time. I agree. And I'd rather play like I'd rather play a five hour shooter three that's designed well enough that I want to play it through four or five times than play a longer FPS once. I did not like the movie Avatar more than I liked Inglorious Bastards because it was longer. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, it, was, it, was, it wasn't much longer. Inglorious Bastards was two and a, two hours, 30 minutes long. Avatar was like 245. My point being, Mr. Semantics, that you can like... <laughs> it's, a, just, it's the same you, movie. You, it's don't, the same you don't judge movies based, based on, on the length, length of the mm, movie, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. You don't sit there and discuss it and say... Nobody, nobody walks out of a theater going, that movie was only 90 minutes. Fuck that. Fuck? I want my money back. I want $2 back. How long was Toy Story? It was 72 minutes? It's pretty short. I think it's... Jack has just joined us, by the Hi, way. Hi, guys. Hey, what's up, Jack? And how, Jack, hold this. How long was Toy Story? Do you remember? <laughs> Toy Story, it was a shorter movie. I, I don't know. I want to say it was less than 90, but I'm not sure what exactly. You know, my biggest disappointment was Dana Carvey's Master of Disguise, which is only like 70 <laughs> that minutes That was long. like a 70-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't see it, though, did you? I felt ripped off on many levels. You didn't actually see that film. No, I didn't. We should watch it now. <laughs> we, we should totally should. We should organize like a, a viewing on the website did or something. Did you see Dana Carvey in that? Was it a Sprint ad? or some? There's some commercial he's yeah, in a, right it's now. it's a Sprint ad. It, God, that's weird. What was he, what was he in before that? What was the last thing he was in? Wayne's World 2? Really? Yeah, he had uh, health problems, right? Did he? Yeah, I think he caught some kind of a disease or something. No, he had a heart surgery that the surgeon botched, and then they had to have the heart surgery again. Okay. I'm totally working from memory here, but I think he had some kind of vessel, like an artery or a vein, in his heart that had to be repaired. Then his claim was that the surgeon messed it up, and it derailed his career for like two years at a very... Vital part of his Critical career. Part, if you yeah. have a surgery botch, I think heart is the last surgery he won botched, heart, right? Heart or boner. Heart right. or balls or brain. Brain, yeah. I, I'd never heard that before. Boner surgery. Like Schwarzenegger had preemptive heart surgery. There's no such thing in my opinion. Is I'm not going to do heart surgery proactively. Yeah, That's I don't know. Not, what, I, just, what you, I just wait it out. I'd live close to a hospital. That would be my strategy. That shit is rough. Mm, wait, so what, apparently, what, he, I'm reading here, he underwent open heart surgery for a blocked artery in 1997 but had the wrong artery operated on. He later sued for medical malpractice and was awarded $7.5 million. He's had to undergo five operations in total to correct his heart problem. Fuck, dude. Look at the big brain on Bernie. Look at that. All from memory. Poor guy. Dana Carver's girl, right? (laughs) (laughs) I saw a thing the other day about him... Where he had some show, some sketch comedy show. The Dana Carvey show? Yeah. Yeah. And it only ran for a few episodes, but it had people, uh, like, almost the entire crew that is now The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. It had a tremendous amount of talent, writing talent. I think Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert and, uh, God, there's somebody else. Dave Chappelle. Was Dave Chappelle? Mm Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle was a writer for that. Wow, that's that's a fucking crazy cast. Yep, it's probably a guy who just knew a bunch of really funny comedians, young comedians in the club circuit or something, and just hired them. Louis C.K. and Robert Spiegel were producers. Wow. Spiegel. I gotta say, some of the sketches were, they were out there, but they were pretty funny. I heard that show was pretty outrageous, like over the top. Well, he was a Groundlings guy, mm-hmm. right? Carvey was? I don't know. Like, all those guys. I believe like, so. Yeah, all those Groundlings guys, they ended up on SNL or... You know, they've all done pretty damn well. Man, did anybody watch, speaking of SNL, did anybody watch the Sigourney Weaver SNL? Yeah, it was yeah, okay. It, 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 not no, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. Man, she... I was being friendly. I <laughs> saying it's okay. She, I, I, was, I felt bad. I like the uh, the weekend update. It was pretty good with Seth Meyers talking about uh, how NBC is like having two wives. That was kind of funny. Or the thing he said about uh, about Jimmy Fallon, he can't go back to being a skit every three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny. I forgot Jimmy Fallon did Weekend Update, right? Yeah, he did. Toward the end. 
Who was, was he? Like, who was he? It was who, him and Tina Fey, I think. Tina Fey, yeah. And yeah. then when he left, Amy Polo replaced them. Yep. Okay. And then then Seth Meyers replaced Tina Fey. And Amy and now Poehler. Amy Poehler's yeah. gone on to smaller and better things. I don't know about better, but well, she's on Parks and Recreation, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know how it's doing. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> I just saw an episode of that for the first time. Which one did you last see? Last week. Uh, Will Arnett was I saw starring. that one, too. It was all right. Yeah. it was. I watched the first episode, and it was terrible. Yeah. I'd, and, I'd, I'd never seen an episode. I saw that one. It was okay. I laughed a couple times. Yeah, same here. As soon but as I saw it, that Will Arnett was in it, I was like, I got to watch this. Watching it, was just. It, I just felt like I was watching The Office, but set in a different yeah. office. Well, I think then that's the appropriate feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're going for. Mm. But that, strike while the iron's hot. That is easy on Anzari Kai. It's kind of funny on it. I thought. I don't know. He's got a new special I found him, on a, bit, I found him a bit annoying. He's, he's funnier not on it, actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's funnier in other stuff that he does. He's got a special on Comedy Central right now that's pretty good. Cool. <laughs> he, he's one of the uh, human giant guys. Yeah. yeah. And he was the one who had that really funny part in Observe and Report. The I haven't seen it. Seth yeah. Rogen mall cop movie. Which was good, you said, right? You should go see yeah. it. It's I want to see it. It's, it's a dark comedy. It's on it's DVD really now. Funny. It's extremely dark. Well, it's by, that, it's by the Foot Fist Way guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget his name, but... Yeah, I was thinking... Really? That, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, J- Jamie something? Oh. Right? Uh, no. The guy that... Not not Adam McKay, but the guy that actually yeah, created... Um, he, he also did uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. And, um, crap, I can't think of what his name is now. Yeah. He's not the dude that's in it, right? No, no, no. no. That's Danny McBride. Yeah. Well, Danny McBride's... He's also an observant reporter. I, th- I think Danny McBride co-wrote Flip Fist Way, but this guy was the writer-director. God, I can't think of his name. That I makes know. sense too because the uh, the girl from Foot Fitzway is in Observe and Report. Uh, there you go. She's like a corn dog girl. That movie like did that. not do very well. <laughs> I hope that's what I think it is. <laughs> well, I think the people that went and saw it thought it was going to be like Paul Blart two, and then if you go see it, it's nothing. It's 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 a twisted, sick movie. Like, jo- uh, Jody Hill. Jody, Jody Hill. Hill. Yeah. That's what you all are thinking of. Man, I was thinking about this on the yeah. way in today. Um, so in this podcast, there's only two of us that actually have cable TV at home. Yeah. That's a little bit weird. I've got the internet. I got the internet. Yeah, no, that's fuck, not cable TV. Fuck that. I got the internet and I got an antenna. What else you want? <laughs> well, I mean, like you can't you, you don't have a traditional experience that like Bernie and I have. Like as far as watching TV and everything like that. Like you can't go home, right? You you couldn't watch Daily Show last night and see who was on. I could watch it tonight. Yeah, but you, I mean you're missing things that are like very very, you know, important. Jack is saying you're not in the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no, but I mean like you you guys represent Sort of the new way of looking at uh, sort of television media, or not not even television media, but just you know. I, I, you know, think, it, it, I think Gus and I don't watch TV nearly as much as you do. No, I don't. I don't. No, no. But that's yeah, that's the thing, though. I mean, it, it's weird that like I don't know. I, I think we're coming across this, you know, the future now where like when we're I, stopping I'm, to I'm, watch I'm, traditional TV. I'm gonna. I'm actually. It's it's funny you bring this up. I'm I'm looking into doing this project for my for my TV at home, where I'm trying to figure out how to build like a little home theater PC. That I can use as a DVR with my antenna, and so that I can use it to watch like Hulu and other stuff on the internet on my TV, and okay. have it be remote control. So it's like a more traditional experience, but still, like you said, delayed a, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I hear all that, and I'm just like, get cable. You know, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. I save yourself some grief. I mean, I, I, I spend you know four hundred bucks on a on a computer to do that, and that's like a cable bill for three months. The way I look at it, I like to watch, and you guys feel free to make fun of me for the shows that I watch, but I like to watch any Gordon Ramsay cooking show, not time-sensitive at all, 
Well, well, unless, unless you're watching something like Hell's Kitchen and, you know, someone spoils it for you. Who's, who the fuck is going to spoil it? None of you people watch those shows. I watch, I, I I watch that show. show. I watch Hell's Kitchen. Dude, yeah. I watch I'm Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. We never fan. talk about it. I've been watching because no one else watches it in the office. Yeah, I, I, I don't have anyone to talk to. I've watched Hell's Kitchen since season one, man. I love that show. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, fine. <laughs> We're totally spoiling it. Hell's, every, every day. Hell's every Kitchen, episode. Project Runway, 30 Rock in the Office. I can wait a day to watch any of those well, shows. And, see, and, all of and those, it saves me $140 a month. All of those except Project Runway, if you had an antenna, you could watch them yeah. the day they came out anyway. And I do have that antenna. I still, even though I have that antenna that you gave me, I still choose to watch that stuff online mm-hmm. at my convenience. I don't. I don't need to watch Thirty Rock on Thursday night. Like yeah. I don't have that burning desire. Yeah, I've, I've got. I might feel that I, way about Lost when Lost comes out, but I can watch any of the network stuff the night it comes out. Well, I the list again was Hell's Kitchen, Project Runway. Yeah, what else? Thirty Rock in the Office. And that's it. I bet you motherfuckers want us to go back to football at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Project Runway. <laughs> I, 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 I went Gossip Girl and Project. I Runway. went to Jeff's house the other day and. Uh, he had a project. Well, I don't. Maybe Griffin. Someone had a Project Runway sewing machine in their living room. That'd be Jeff. What? Yeah, that's mine. Yeah, Griffin has a has a sewing machine that just happens to be like a the Project Runway sewing machine. <laughs> oh my god! Do you have she, a didn't, she didn't run out and buy it because it was a Project Runway sewing machine. She just needed a hundred and fifty dollars sewing machine, and that was the one that was in her budget. Was it a quality project product? No, it broke. The first Did you make time. it? <laughs> Did you make it work? It's busted. No, it's broken. We didn't make it work. That's cute though. Thank you. Tim Gunn was actually on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, last week, I don't know who Tim Gunn is. <laughs> you do. You know yeah, who Tim Gunn is. I love him. Who's Tim Gunn? He's the like the um, pseudo host of Project Runway. Okay. See, I pick up a little bit of the show from Osmosis because my wife watches it. She's also watching The Bachelor right now, which is, I mean, that 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 show will make you stupid. That, if you sit there and watch <laughs> it, it will make you a dumb person. You know, it's funny you say that because I saw it, it, I was flipping through the channels last night uh, before I watched Harry Potter, which was awesome, by the way, and uh, I saw The Bachelor and I thought. Bernie's wife loves the show. She's always talking about it. I've never seen it. I got about four minutes into it, and like the yeah. dude had a chick who had a kid, and he was like trying to play it cool, like he actually was into a chick with a kid when everybody knows that he wasn't. This <laughs> fucking lame. I, it makes no sense. And and the weird thing is, they put people in that scenario, and all those people within the first five minutes completely adjust and act like this is normal. Like, right. This is something that would happen. Well, like, I, I was watching a commercial. Like, I was watching something on TV. I might have been watching 30 Rock or something. Anyway, a, co- a commercial for The Bachelor comes on, and it's like one woman yelling at another woman saying, she's totally fake. She's not real at all. Like, don't, aren't all these people fake? <laughs> yeah. Like, how can one person on the show accuse someone else of being fake? I, I can't imagine anybody in the world would say... You know who I really want to marry? Somebody on a reality show. Yeah, Somebody yeah. on a reality show who's picking that's my, me that's out of type. a group of 12 people. Yeah. Or even the guys. Like, you know, there's 25 people, I think, is what they start with. I, I, I have the idea that this is my type. I go for the reality show type. And I can just find this great one out of all these super-duper qualified women. I just can't imagine that. You know who wins in this situation? The guy who gets to make out with 12 hot chicks on a, on a day-to-day basis. And then doesn't have to marry the one who wins. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of crying that's going on there. Yeah. He's, he's de- that dude's dealing with a lot of emotions. Yeah, he a also lot gets of, a large paycheck. There's a lot of vaginas of going on there. Yeah, that's twelve. If you're talking about twelve women. That's twelve periods, dude. <laughs> Think about it. It's like half your month gone. <laughs> the plumbing in that house has got to be just wrecked. <laughs> That's what I like about this podcast. It's a classy affair, you know. We're, we, we stick to the highbrow stuff. Somebody just goes to the next level all no, the time. Jesus, Jack! Wow, thanks. Wow. We just lost our two female listeners. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> you're such. You're such so a charming. Yeah. Can you, you imagine the ray of sunshine? 
<laughs> what do you think? It's so ironic coming from you, <laughs> talking about someone being positive, dude. It works for me though. I can't stay. I can't stay unmarried. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been going back. You know, there's a couple of big sequels for video games coming out. You know, in the next few weeks, like Mass Effect Two and Bioshock Two. And I went. I went back and I just finished Mass Effect for the second time. I haven't played it since it came out. And uh, I liked it a lot more the second time than I did the I'm first time. I'm glad to hear you say that, because I always felt that you... And I didn't play it, but just knowing you and uh, over the course of our friendship, I felt like you were probably being overly critical. I, w- I think I was being a little overly critical the first time I played it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's a good game. It, it does have some shortcomings, which I hope they'll fix in the sequel. So who's going to end up with Mass Effect between you and, you and me? <coughs> because I don't, think, I don't think either of us. Gus, you want to do Mass Effect? Yeah, 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 sure. You want to cover for the site? <laughs> okay, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I got nothing going on. Well, uh, Dark Void came out yesterday, right? Today. <laughs> Today. You ruined it yesterday. again. Yesterday. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, Dude, yeah, I, I so, gave you a hand sign to be how like... How long do we have to keep that the facade heads up? So, so Dark Void came out yesterday, right? Yeah. Yesterday. Jeff, your planet, are you enjoying it? Uh, yeah, the criticism of the game so far is that it's only about five hours long, which means I love it. Well, that's like Army so. of Two. Army of Two is re- really short. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. We're, he even tried to put it off... Because you weren't here, but we said, no, we won't talk about it. Uh, That's okay. true. Sorry. We, we weren't sure if you're going to show up at 1 p.m. again for work today. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, what's up? What's, what What time did you roll in today? I was here at 10.15. Uh, <laughs> Central time. Dude, I, okay, I have to deal with traffic, though. I live way the hell up north. And yeah, so, the traffic must be a bitch at 11 a.m. It's a, it's a good yeah. point. No, it's, that's the thing. no it's one the, else that drives to work has to deal with traffic in Austin, so. <laughs> Dude, your, your situation is fucking unique. What, you take two roads to get to work. You take, what, 7th and the frontage road of 35? Doesn't hey, Joel have the same commute as you? Just because I no, make I good decisions. on the way in. Just because I make good decisions in where I live and you don't, is it, why the fuck should I be penalized? For in, in his defense, it wasn't his decision. <laughs> that is true. It's where his parents decided to live. It's true. I'm about two months away from being debt free. I'm very well, other than my house, so very, <laughs> other than the largest debt possible <laughs> yeah. in life, other than that six figure debt hole I've got. Man, speaking about being debt free, I'm selling my my rental property. Are you excited? I'm gonna be free of that shackle mess. Nice. How long have you had that? Uh, nine years. I oh think. wow. Uh, maybe ten. Yeah. Have you Have you time. ultimately profited off the the thing? I don't know that anybody ever profits off the sale of a house. <laughs> I, I haven't lost as much money had I been just purely renting it, you know, or renting a place all that time. Yeah. Well, if you think about it this way, I mean, he was, he lived there for many years. Oh, okay. So it's I lived like, there for six or seven years. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you've just recently been renting it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's off Riverside? Yes. Okay. That, that's the house where we recorded the first dialogue for Red vs. Blue. The, yeah, that, that's That picture true. we have on the couch. Really? It was, uh, it was there. Yep. Can you put like a historic landmark out front or something? <laughs> <laughs> One of those Texas that's, ones. That's also where we used to do the uh, the shipping for the DVDs. We'd get the the fucking pallet. Oh right, yeah. The, uh, the, the freight truck would come and drop it off. Your sometimes bedroom was our shipping department. <laughs> <laughs> we had all our t-shirts laid out on the bed, mm-hmm. stacked up. Did you sleep on the t-shirts? Oh yeah, I rubbed my balls on all of them. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Bernie over there. I don't know. He got all he's sad lost. and melancholy all of a sudden. No, no. I'm just trying to get the most popular podcast member by <laughs> looking vacant. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that house was how uh, I actually met Jeff, and I'm thinking you had it longer than nine years. I bought it in 99. So 11, 11 years. I, I bought it in May of 99. It'll be 11 so, years at least now. 11 years, yeah. So I've had it for a long time. Because I had to sign the paperwork to kind of uh, approve the fact that Jeff had a job and say, you know, I can verify this and that he has this salary for his mortgage application. I thought, who is this guy out here who works for us that's buying a house? And he was in the 
were you a level one at the time? Like yeah, were, I was like a, I was a level one entry level position. He was buying a house, so eight dollars an hour. I went and found him out in the call center floor to introduce myself because I thought here's a guy who's understands what's going on. Man, that's fucking ambitious. Eight dollars an hour and you bought a house, huh? That's a cheap house. That, that's that's crazy though. That's awesome. I got a yeah. good I got a good mortgage rate. Got a, a VA, yeah, yeah, VA loan. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it was great. Seven percent. I know. That <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. Well, well, the big deal was you didn't pay any closing costs. Which I didn't you, have to pay you any know can be it, w- yeah, significant. significant. Yeah, you know you can tell about six grand on a house when you're doing closing costs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough. rough. By the way, I also found that Toy Story's running time was 81 minutes, so it was short, but it wasn't as short as we thought. Mm-hmm. It was still the, pretty short. The Turkish version is 74 minutes. So, huh? I don't know what the what is that seven minutes of Toy Story that would be inappropriate for Turkey, but. What, so the the total runtime does that include the uh, the credits? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I, mean, no, I have no clue. No, I mean, like generally in a movie, if you look up a runtime, does that include the credits? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna say yes. If that's the case, that movie's probably right around 80 minutes. Then I would guess. As opposed to 81. I thought you said 88. I thought you said 88. So it's probably around like, like 75 or something. A- according to Yahoo Answers, it starts from the beginning of the movie, beginning of the credits, and ends at the end of the credits. Okay, there you go. I think it's from when you hit play movie to when you return back to the main menu. <laughs> to when that, you go back to Blockbuster. That, yeah, that's what I would account in there. Speaking of Blockbuster, I'm turning in my Resident Evil 5 and my Prince of Persia... That I got from Gamefly, and I'm canceling my Gamefly account. Why Did you play Prince of Persia? No. I, it's one of those things I added to my list probably eight months ago, and I've gone through now two rounds of returning in two games, trying to get games I want, and they're just going down to like number eight and number you nine on to, my queue. When I had Gamefly, I had a very similar problem that you're having. What I had to do was remove all but the game I wanted from my queue, and I have one game in my queue, or sometimes two, and that would be the only way to get games, and you just sit and wait. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's it's a it's yeah it's is a flawed product. Is there a GameFly here uh, like rental place here in Austin? Yeah, I think there is a distribution center here. Yep, the address that I send my stuff back to is in Austin. That, well, that's cool. At least I guess <laughs> great. Well, what's the, what's there's that? a warehouse full of games I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What, what's the turnaround? Like, if you were to send in something today, what, when would you get one in? Uh, well, if like let's say the top items in my queue were say Left for Dead Two and Dark Void, which comes out tomorrow, right? So I could turn in yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> or tomorrow, today, whatever yesterday is. Uh, so I could turn in my games today, and I would have Crash Bandicoot on Saturday. That's how fast it works. <laughs> so if you look at when you actually want the game, it takes once you turn in the game, it takes about six to seven months to get the game you want, <laughs> pretty much. But you'll get something in the mail in the next three or four days. Okay. It's like it's just like Netflix. The turnaround is about as fast as Netflix. It's just you don't get the game you want. Okay. It is very difficult to get anything that was released. Jeff, would you say last three to six months? Yeah, even? I would say as far back as six months. So I wonder how do they determine who's getting Left 4 Dead 2 in this example? I don't like, know. How do they? Who is it? Who added it to their queue first? Is it who returns the most games? That's a great question. You think they have like one of those big like bingo ball bins that they like <laughs> roll around and pull your name out? Like, oh, they get it this week. Yep. I got Gears of War 2 from them, and I held that game for probably about. Five or six months. Jeez. And then I get Prince of Persia in the mail, right? And and I go on their site and I look, and then you can buy the game as well. But my account is twenty five bucks a month, and the game is about thirty bucks to buy the game. So it's actually they actually kind of show you, wow, you could have bought this game for less than the cost, or about the same cost as your game flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So none yeah, I've always wanted, guess, I've always wanted to get a GameFly account, but you know I always hear things like that, like you can't get the game you want. I've had it twice, and uh, I don't think I'll have it again. Yeah, the problem I, I guess with with GameFly and and how it's different than Netflix is that you you run a movie and you watch it and you return it the next day. Nobody's returning games that quickly, you know. For your information, people might keep Left 4 Dead for two months. I have had Netflix movies for about nine months now. <laughs> so you really? in your face, well, sir. Most people most people return their Netflix pretty quickly so they can get the next movie. I'm working from memory here, but my GameFly account is, I think, 25 bucks a month. I got Prince of Persia in the mail to me with Resident Evil 5. On the site, I can just hit a button to keep it. If I keep it, they're going to charge me $12.34. So why, why would I want that game? Why would I want it from GameFly? The cost of my account, that's half the cost of my account for the month. Yeah. You know, it's actually cheaper just to buy it from them through the mail than it is to try to play this, like, gambling system of hoping that you get it. Yeah, Resident Evil Five. By the way, I could keep for nineteen bucks. Why hasn't there been? Why hasn't Netflix come out with their game version of Netflix? Why isn't somebody like? Why? Why is there no competition here? I think the cost of discs is prohibitive. They they have to have some kind of deal, right? Like with with the distributors or the game publishers. Uh, I doubt it. I'm sure they really? get some kind of a deal. No, no, nope, no. Well, there you go. Then you I think could... they they both operate under some kind of thing called the law of first ownership. Where if you're the person who purchased it, you can pretty much do whatever you want to with it. It's precedent sent by the rental companies, the video rental companies. Probably, yeah. So probably, I mean, just look at it. Netflix can buy a DVD for 12 bucks and uh, rent it out and get it back the next day or buy a game for 60 and have somebody keep it for six months. And I think that doesn't apply to streaming for whatever reason because it's a digital copy, not a hard copy. Hmm. Hmm. So if, if, if we wanted to tomorrow, we could pull our money and open up a rental shop. Yeah, I'm not sure. Why not? There, there's no. Oh, that's uh, that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. You, you were thinking you had to have some kind of permit, yeah, in order yeah. to rent games, yeah, in order to basically you know lease out your viewings of DVDs or games or whatever. No, I don't think there's any such thing. Gus, you didn't you leave Netflix because of the Blu-ray costs? I I canceled Blu-ray from my account. Like at first, Blu-ray was free with your account. And then they increased the fee like an extra dollar a month to have Blu-ray access. I said, fine, I'll do that. Then like three months later, they increased the fee like another $3 a month. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to pay. Another $3? Really? Yeah. I was like, I already, I already paid the Blu-ray increase. Are they increasing it again? So I just I cancel. I don't get Blu-ray movies now. I read an article that Blu-ray discs have a, less of a lifespan when it comes to rental. <laughs> That's their problem. Just, I'm the, fine. just the way they're produced, right? So they're just they're brittle? Or the, maybe the layer that well, protects we, it from scratches well, is uh, less we, dense. We always talked about this before Blu-ray and HD DVD came out. I don't know if you remember, but we talked about since the data was packed more densely onto the same surface area right. as to whether or not it would become corrupt more quickly because a scratch or a pit is a lot more likely to hit a data point right. than or, it would on, yeah. a, on, a, on, a, on a CD or a DVD even. Makes sense. But I, uh, for Netflix, I mean, I've, I've really never had a problem since the first year that service existed getting a movie that was high up in my queue. Not we, even Blu-ray stuff. We all, at one period, we were going to do a, I don't know if you remember, we were going to do a feature on the site, and then we never did it for what reason, but we all had trouble getting uh, Blade Runner, the director's cut. For right. whatever reason, that was the one movie we had trouble getting. Mm-hmm. I remember we all tried for a couple weeks to get it. And we were tr- we were testing to see what Netflix analysis was. Like you said, who gets priority for the movie? Right. I had the eight movies out of the time account, which I thought would give me priority access. And it didn't seem to. And then you, you're the one who got the movie first, though, didn't you? Are you? I thought we all got it about the same time. I, mean, I, I even did the thing where I flipped my my when I returned my previous Netflix to to free up a space for it. I put my uh, my disc in backwards so that the barcode wasn't readable, <laughs> <laughs> make it harder for it to be received. 
Yeah, I remember the experiment didn't pan out to be anything useful that we could post, yeah. so that's why we didn't put it up. But I remember, though, that was the Blade Runner HD DVD. That's what we were all going for at the mm-hmm. time. Oh, okay. So it was when, you know, the, the HD DVDs were another option you could put on Netflix, and those were scarcer. Man, I want to watch Blade Runner now. Is it scarcer? It's on it streaming. More scarce. More scarce, I think. It, uh, is, is the, can you stream the HD Streaming version? HD. Oh, yeah. fuck. By the way, I checked for you last night. I was renting... Uh, I looked. Okay, yeah, it's available. Yeah, I, I was upset for a while because you could not rent Inglorious Bastards on Zoom Marketplace on the Xbox, and you couldn't buy it in HD either. You couldn't rent it at all, and you couldn't buy it in HD, but they've changed that. Now you can buy it in HD, and you can rent it in SD or HD. Man, I've I've really started using that service. I've been trying to catch up on all the movies I didn't watch last year, like The Hangover and Paranormal Activity and mm-hmm. The Goods and Harry Potter, and that streaming HD service works so fucking well. Did you me. watch The Goods? I, I couldn't get through it. Okay. I watched Did about you watch it? 30 minutes no, of it. No, no, I, I mean, the, the trailers look terrible. I can't no, that Will Ferrell trailer was one of the funniest things yeah, ever. Yeah, the, the Will, Will, Will Ferrell scene is probably the funniest scene in that whole movie. It is the funniest scene in that whole movie. I, I just, I couldn't. Plus, I, I, I can't stand Jeremy Piven. He just seems so, like... I hate him, too. Slimy to me. I don't know, like, douchey. I can't I can't watch him in, you know, in a leading role. Yeah, I agree. And he it, and it just wasn't good. It was really sad, too, because I, I figured it would at least be watchable. But nope. Hmm. Nope, I couldn't make it through. Alas. So should I try to go through one more round with uh, Gamefly? How much are you paying? Find out how much you are actually paying. All right, I'll find out right now. And then, then you can go for yeah, after this po- was... After this podcast, we're never getting that Gamefly sponsorship we're <laughs> yeah. angling for. How long have you had Gamefly, Bernie? No, I'm like you. This, I turned it back on probably about six months ago, thinking, okay, maybe they have everything worked out. Right. And then I ended up paying for games that I had for... And part of it's me. You know, I kept, I kept Gears of War 2 forever and some, something else, like Saints Row 2. I just kept them forever. Didn't didn't Mega sixty four do GameFly ads for TV? Yeah, they have very funny GameFly ads. Maybe uh, GameFly should be spending money on more discs <laughs> and less money on talent. Hey, no, no, hey, no, 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 no. Put our friends out of jobs. I pay twenty two ninety five a month, all of which I hope goes to pay for Mega sixty four. No, no, those, those commercials were great. We love the Mega sixty four guys. And then I could get three games out for twenty nine ninety five a month, or I could pay thirty six ninety five a month and get four games out at a time. You know what they should introduce a service like GameFly. Is a t? They should have like tiered level. We always talk about with the Alamo, where you can pay extra to make sure you get the game you want. Yeah, but then I mean, why wouldn't you pay two extra bucks or whatever it is to get that? I guess that's and true. it gets up to the level of if you're paying forty a month for two games, guaranteed you'll get it. Why not just buy the game? Yeah. At that point. So I guess I, it just depends on how fast you get through games. So I, I realize it will come back to GameFly at some point, but it, I'll be out for probably six months to nine months. Speaking of which, I just got notification. I have another seven free days of WoW, so you can expect me to see see me back on WoW. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I play WoW. I just wait for them. I just cancel free my seven account. days. Yeah, and then they send me, "Hey, come on back, please. Here's seven days or fourteen days." And <laughs> I get all my WoW in, in seven days. That's awesome. I can't wait to track you on the armory again. Watch, good, watch you progress. They just upgraded the armory too, didn't they? Yeah, now there's a 3D model viewer and like a texture previewer in the WoW armory. What does that mean? You can look at your model and like rotate it and see it with different armor sets on. So you can see your character in your browser. It's pretty cool. Essentially. I guess. I, I haven't played in a while. Let me see if I can pull up you one You know, of you my stare characters. at that character all night long. I couldn't imagine being at work and thinking, I just got to take a look at him. <laughs> can, you, can you put different armor on him? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. If you can dress up your doll <laughs> on the internet. Holy cow. That's awesome. <laughs> it's the, the like best. The, I mean, the Tamagotchi. <laughs> you can look at other people's characters and you can also look for like weapon upgrades see there's my character this gets Ooh. better and better Dude, hey three, speaking 3D model speaking of wow gus have you beat have you beaten darksiders yet 
No, I think I'm close. I've been trying to get... I've been working on an Achievement Hunter video, and I keep thinking I'm close to the end of the game for it. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, you're not close. You're not done. Yeah, that's what Band Metal was like for us. And so I'm, I'm, still, I'm still plugging through it. I think I'm finally close. I might be like 80% done at this point. Oh, cool. How are you liking it so far? It's okay. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I feel like they, it's a lot of concepts taken from other games, like mashed into one game. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I mean, I, 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 if I had to give it on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it maybe a 7. Really? So far. We'll see how it we'll see how it pans out. Okay, cool. So not a total loss. No, no. I mean, I, I feel like like I look at a lot of enemies and a lot of art, and I feel like, oh well, I've seen that character, I've seen that model before in WoW. Oh, I've seen that model before in you know another game. <laughs> it's like it's 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 a it's a lot of it draws a lot of inspiration from a lot of different places. What are you guys most excited about coming out in the next few weeks? God, there's, I don't there's know. There's tons of stuff. Mass Effect 2, Dante's Inferno, Bioshock I'm pretty 2. excited about Dante's because it's new IP. Yeah. And I played it a little bit at PAX. Um, it's, I'm excited about Mass Effect 2, but I can't tell you why because I didn't play the first one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm excited about Bioshock 2, but I, I barely remember the first one. I'm, I'm actually so. replaying Bioshock right now. I was going to say that earlier. Yeah. I, mean, I finished Mass Effect 1, and I'm replaying Bioshock. You enjoying it your Bioshock second time 2. through? Uh, I've only about two hours in. I was going to show you, Bernie. I can make my character dance in my web browser. I know how much you love the dancing. Yeah, I can't get enough of dancing in MMOs. I hope Old Republic will have dancing. It does. In, in, in Star Wars Galaxies, dancing was a profession. That's true. Really? You'd go into the cantinas and see like 20 people in the corner dancing. I would like to build a filter into an MMO where if anyone ever dances at any point in time, I just immediately can't see them. Like they go invisible. <laughs> ever. I just I can't imagine taking my That could be time. dangerous on a PvP server, though. Taking my <laughs> Someone run up dance. and see you dance, turn invisible, and stab you in the back. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, exactly. I'm sure that I've uh, danced at some point, but it just gets so old. Like, when you walk into a town, and there's just a bunch of people in the middle of the town just dancing. I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're not even, like, you're just... You're, you're paying $15 a month to do this. Go <laughs> kill something. You just type dance, you know? It's not, even like, it's not even like you're doing anything, like some kind of fun beat game or anything like that. Slash dance. Slash dance. <laughs> I use the hell out of slash spit, though. <laughs> Constantly. I'm, yeah. one of those, I'm one of those people that I will just go as deep into the enemy territory as I can. Like, all the way down to the training levels where people can't you can't attack other people. They're too low level. You know, it's like a... Yeah, yeah, it's like not a, starting towns. Yeah, starting towns. Stuff like that. Just wait. Wait for somebody to click on me with the wrong button. Grief. Yeah, it's kind of funny, too, because the very first time I played WoW, where Griffin and I first started, we had to call Gus in because we were getting griefed like that, like level two or three, and I thought, I will never be that guy. I'm never going to be that <laughs> asshole. And as soon as I play, like, any time I go back to WoW, the first thing I think of is, where can I grief? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I had to go save you guys. You were... this fucking alliance. You were down in Razor Hill. Yeah, was that it? Razor Hill. There were like two, two, uh, two rogues invisible. Way back in the day, I'll do the thing where I stop on a hill and they all turn. They look at me and I'm at the top of the hill and I just wave at them. Wait, not fast enough. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I used to uh, with one of my characters. I used to log him out at the bottom of the lake in uh, Red Ridge Mountains. And then I, I would I would consider him like a Godzilla or like a sea monster. Like I'd like log in and I'd come out of the water like <laughs> right next to the town and just start like fireballing everyone. <laughs> that must be a tough place to quest for the alliance, I would think, because I've, I've never been there. I'd, I'd, I'd come out and like you know just start terrorizing everyone, Do, throw a few slash roars around. <laughs> I play uh, I play a warlock, an undead warlock, and I have one of my pets is, is it was succubus? Is that right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's invisible. 
especially if you're a much lower level. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll be a really far distance away from somebody waving to them, and I like send my succubus, and I just walk and watching her run out there, and they're like waving and like looking at me, and then all of a sudden the succubus just smack, and then they, they go running. <laughs> it's just fun to know it's coming, and they have no idea. <laughs> they're like, "Nah, he's cool. He's cool. He's not gonna do anything. <laughs> he's waving." And then fireball. A fucking idiot. I don't idiot. think I have a fireball. I have a death bolt or something like that. Uh, death coil? Death coil. That makes sense. Man, I need to jump back on. The uh, The drunk tanks have been sort of uh, slowing down lately. Wowless. It's, it's been, well, it's been a long, uh, we, we've been pretty pretty busy the last few months, I would say. So, when yeah, I get a, We've been too busy to play video games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, uh, when does Cataclysm come out? Because uh, that's probably when I'll come back. Oh, yeah. Still no release date. Do you think it'll be this year, though? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Do you think Do you think uh, Old Republic got pushed back due to Cataclysm? Do you think they were scared of it? No. <laughs> no, no, I really no. don't think so. No, I think everyone in the world is salivating, waiting to get in the MMO market right now. Yeah. Really? Don't you think so? I think so. Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised we don't hear more about Star Trek Online. That's coming out in like a month, right? They just entered open beta. Yeah. So what does that mean? When are they uh, coming you, out? You can sign up. Uh, I, I remember I read the star date a couple of drunk tanks ago. I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, like the first week of March or something. Oh, yeah. That's right around the corner. Let me let me look that up. I'm yeah. pretty excited about that. Something I'm looking forward to is them announcing what the Oscar nominations are going to be. It's going to be interesting. Isn't that this weekend? Ten nominations. I thought it was like February 1st, right? Something no, like no, that. No, no, when they announced the nomination. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. the, like, the first week of February, somewhere in there. I think so, too. I think Jack's right. What did you guys think of the Golden Globes? Any surprises? Hangover won Best Comedy? God damn, dude. Oh, no, no. The, the nominations, the uh, voting ends for nominations is Saturday. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Don't, don't get me started on The Hangover. I finally watched it over the weekend. How you does, hated that movie. I hated it. How does Gus know that when the voting for nominations uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. Are you actually. part of the Academy and we didn't know it, Gus? <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't say. Star Trek Online comes out February 2nd. Whoa, really? Wow, that's really close. That's first. That's the, I, I don't mean to derail. That's no, that's totally fine. That's I, well, I just went off in a tangent in my head where... See, now why haven't we heard about Star Trek, right? But when Gus said that and I thought, is Gus part of the Academy? And I thought, what if Gus is part of the Mexican Academy? <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's a whole series of films starring Gus like as some kind of bandito or something. I just went in my head and I thought, how great would that be to find those? <laughs> we're, we're, I'm a big Senor Spielberg fan. <laughs> Anything we should know? Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you guys. Oh, that's cool. I don't even know where we so, were. So you point. saw The Hangover? Oh, yeah. I just didn't like it. I don't know. It wasn't funny. It wasn't a comedy. People say it was a comedy. And it wasn't. I, I, think, I think you're being too hard on yeah, it. Yeah. So. Here, here, here's why, here's why it wasn't good. Because Brandon described it as the perfect comedy. So well, I asked him, what's the funniest moment of the movie? And he said, I can't think of any. Well, so, the problem is you're talking to Brandon. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I recognize that, the, that there's value to the film because it made $277 million, which is extremely impressive, especially for a comedy. But when I watched it, I kept thinking... I'm going to laugh. Okay, well, they're going to tell a joke. You're waiting for jokes, right? Yeah, there was nothing. Zach Galifianakis, like, when he got... Zach Galifianakis was the worst part of the film. When he got tased and was walking towards that child, (laughs) that that was pretty funny. It was okay, yeah. I mean, that was humorous, but... That might be the only time that I laughed, or even thought about laughing. No, little girl screams. The Mike Tyson stuff was horrible. I don't know, humping the the fucking tiger. Really? Yeah. All right, I guess. (laughs) Sorry, Grandpa. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I don't know. When a movie gets best comedy of the year, you expect it to have some comedy. Sorry, there's no vaudeville in it. (laughs) There's no, there's no Buddy Hackett. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Just saying. The movie was all right. It wasn't the best movie ever. Go back and watch it again. I watched it once, yeah. you watched it once, we're in equal footing, why should I fucking watch it again? Because yeah. I've seen it more recently. I'm telling you, that movie's not good. I saw it like two weeks ago. <laughs> and try to look at it this way. You disagreed with Brandon's review, but at least when you asked him about the movie, 
he didn't fall asleep or show up after noon <laughs> to answer your question. That's true. That's a very good point. So He's got that going for him. He starts off with a positive. <laughs> <laughs> so February 2nd, Star Trek Online comes out. Yeah. And no. there's, from what I've seen, I haven't seen a pre-order push for it yet. Well, it's a PC game. Do they really do pre-order pushes for PC games? I know Steam does every now and then, you know, because you can preload the game. If other, I, other than that, I really don't know. If you're in the MMO business, especially the licensed MMO business, I would think you would be marketing like a son of a bitch. Hmm. I would think. I would hope so. I mean, the other logic you could use is we could do kind of a soft launch, make sure we can handle it, work out the you know balance bugs that I'm sure any MMO is going to have right out of the gate, and yeah. then go from there. But it seems like every MMO, it's like, uh, we're a week into this, and it's already going to be shut down. Yeah, Star Trek, it's it's t- it's touchy, that property, too, because Star Trek fans, Trekkies, are so, like, vehement about that universe, and they're going to be super, super critical. I would argue even more so than Star Wars fans. I would argue those people don't really exist anymore. You think so? I think they do. do you I know, think they've been spread pretty thin by that franchise. Do you know, know. when Do you know when the game takes place in the timeline? No. Uh, we, 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 we looked it up, this. and we talked it. It's we after the next generation. Okay. It's so weird. I just listened to this podcast the other day where we were talking about yep. it. Yep. Oh, Okay. <laughs> we, yeah, we were wondering how it fit in with the movie and all the other stuff. Well, it, yeah, yeah, especially now with the movie coming out because well, the, the movie's in the Prime universe. Yeah, so no, this this is in it's the in the other universe. What's the the oh, Prime is the original Prime Prime's is the original. original. Okay, never mind. Spock, the game's in the Prime. Spock Prime is the Prime is the Spock that we know. But in <sighs> so the game is in the Prime universe. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, isn't it all alternate realities once the users get involved? Right. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So you know what else comes out February second? Lost? Lost. Uh, I'm so excited. We're like, what, two weeks away from that now? That's like a nerd Armageddon. Something like that. Yeah, it really is. Star Trek Online and Lost. And I think uh, fucking Dante and Bioshock come out right around there too, right? Is that the same day? Same week. Bioshock's February 9th, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think Dante's is February 9th as well. It's like the second week of February. So seven days later. I mean, if Domino's introduces a new topping and Mountain Dew has a new (laughs) flavor on the same day, it'll be like, (laughs) people won't be able to handle it. Yeah, Bioshock two. 2 is February 9th, and Dante's is also February 9th. Okay. Wow. That's going to be a big week for us. If I, was George, if I was George Lucas, I'd kill myself February 1st and go, ha fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined you coming out. <laughs> did, you see George, did we talk about George Lucas on The Daily Show? Yeah, yeah, I think we did. God, that was weird. I didn't think it was weird at all. I thought he was totally normal, and I thought it was a good interview. I thought he was pretty funny, actually. Oh, no, I'm thinking about how he looked. <laughs> how he well, looked? Well, he's old as shit. Yeah, that's true. He looked, looked like his his neck grew, but that's about it. Yeah, the guy has had the same haircut and same hairstyle for twenty years. <laughs> you got you got to admire a guy who different. sticks with it. Yeah, it's been longer than twenty years, hasn't it? It's impressive. Yeah, my, my dad's had a mustache since I've been born. This is before I was born. I've never seen him without a mustache. That's his lucky mustache. Yeah, it's, it's the source of his power. But like ju- just a mustache, no goatee, no no beard, always just a mustache. Your dad's a weird dude then. <laughs> Maybe he's covering something up. Maybe a huge totally. scar or a birthmark. He was shaped a big, like Louisiana. Maybe he was big in the porn industry. He was actually 70s. a bandito. I'm just ah. going off the top of my head here. <laughs> yeah, he, he's in the Mexican Academy of Films. <laughs> so my wife and I have this long running thing that we do. Long running now being two years, um, <laughs> where we watch all the films that are nominated for Best Picture. Has she seen Avatar yet? It's pretty cool. No, and she says she's not going to. And she's trying to do everything in her power to get out of going to see Avatar. Why doesn't Why she, want, does to she want to see it? Because it's, I mean, the thing I always go back to when I describe my wife's taste in movies is that she would not go see The Matrix because The Matrix is a cartoon. It's exactly what she said. I don't want to go watch a cartoon. That's a cartoon. 
I tried to explain her. It's not a cartoon. She goes, I see the commercials. That movie's a cartoon. I don't know how you, yeah, I don't know how you argue against that. Yeah. And so hmm. how do you get her to go see Avatar? Yeah, if that's, she'll her, have to, if if that's her argument with the Matrix, man, yeah, I can only imagine with Avatar. Tell her you're going to go see a different movie than like fucking <laughs> sneak her into the <laughs> Avatar. Yeah. We're, we're going to the Texas State History Museum to go look at oil derricks, <laughs> then take her into the IMAX. <laughs> Try to sit. <laughs> you know, I'll say Gus is part of an exhibit there. <laughs> Taylor, you're gonna tell you're gonna take her to see the Alps movie on the IMAX. <laughs> Gus is in an exhibit where he's wearing fur and he's running a campfire. Then <laughs> sneak her into the IMAX. But the uh, she said that she does not want to go see three hours of fake blue people. And I said that's exactly why you need to go see it because you think that, so you should go see it. She yeah. Said, nope. Nothing doing. It's too bad. Such a good film. And it's made $500 million in fucking it's, it's, it's five gonna, weeks. It's going to it's gonna take over Titanic. Oh, yeah. It's only $100 million but down, dude. Did you no, see it's, that? Not, it's not $100 million down anymore, is it? After yesterday? Oh, yeah. It did $12 million yesterday. So, so it's like 80 It's something. $95 million 95, behind Titanic yeah. uh, domestically. It could do that in two weeks. And it made $12 million on a Monday. Yeah. Yep. Was it a holiday? It was MLK. Yeah, it was MLK. So over the over the MLK weekend, it made $54.6 million. Now, at this point, are people going to see the movie to try to be part of that record? Who uh, who cares? I'll see, know, it, I'll me, see it again. But some people might. I've only seen it once. I'll see it again. I'll, I'll definitely see it again. God, that movie's made so much fucking money. The crazy thing about that, too, is that Titanic did it in 41 weeks. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And Avatar has essentially done it, or damn near done it, in... Five Pro- weeks? Probably will end up being seven weeks. Mm. Could it make two billion? Oh, worldwide, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, easily. It's, it's only... It's at 1.6 right now. Yeah. It's 222 million behind Titanic worldwide. It's going to probably break both of those records at the same time. Or... And if that movie costs 500 million to make, which is what they were saying, with marketing and everything, and it makes 1.5 billion... It'll have made the profits of about fifteen blockbusters. Yeah, at that point. Jeez. I mean, he's he's on a different level. Right? He, he's on a different level. So, what's his next film? Has he talked about that at all? Uh, I think he said he was going to do Avatar two, right? Really? I, I heard there was talk about that. There's also talk about doing a, new, a True Lies sequel as well. I'd, I'd heard about. I've well, that True Lies sequel rumor's been floating forever. Yeah. But I, I know uh, Schwarzenegger hasn't ruled out doing more movies. Like, I think he supposedly has a cameo in Expendables, I think. Oh, really? I think so. You know, um, we, the other week we talked about how uh, some of the, the vehicles in Avatar look like Halo vehicles. And apparently, I guess James Cameron talked about that. I don't know if y'all saw that. No. Uh, Did he really? Yeah. He had an interview on um, G4 on X-Play where he said that, well, th- those were his designs to begin with. <laughs> oh, really? Wait, what? Yeah. He said that, like, I mean, all, he said... He knows that a lot of the stuff he's created has entered, like, pop culture canon. Oh, you're talking, like, stuff from Alien and Aliens? Right. Okay. So he said that, you know, of course, you know, this is stuff that he created originally, and it's just out there. And, of course, people are going to use it. And, you know, then he comes back to use it. He, he can still use it. It's his stuff. You know, he's doing, yeah. he's doing interesting marketing this time around for this film. Like, he's showing up in really unexpected places. Like, for instance, you wouldn't expect James Cameron to be on G4 right. or on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. which he was in, or on Howard Stern. He was on Stern? Yeah. Yeah, or wow. he's about to be. Yeah, he's a scheduled guest. He was, he was funny on Saturday Night Live, the Laser Cats 5 or whatever. Uh, yeah, yes, I don't yes. know. Seeing Sigourney Weaver running around dressed like Ripley holding a lion. <laughs> that was a flame-throwing lion. That was pretty funny. It was, it, I thought it was funny when she threw up on Bill Hader. <laughs> this, this goes back to, to the thing we talked about before with Jack is Jack really likes referential stuff. Yeah. Like he um, – I was watching one of your videos that you made for Achievement Hunter, and he called Wolverine's – the best name level in the history of video games. 
for Modern Warfare Why? 2. Why? Just because it's named after Red Dawn? After Red Dawn. So Jack just really likes referential stuff. Like, especially anything that references like the 80s or early 90s. Jack's just one of the guys that thinks that's so cool when oh. they do that. So There you go. You know, and does it like to me and you it probably feels like, no, oh, okay. Is, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I saw that movie too. Yeah, you were yeah. in the movie. I get it. You know. But James Cameron, if he only has to do promotions every five years, why not pull out all the stops, right? Yeah, no, I just think it's it's cool that he's every, going in unexpected places. Like every you'd expect five years? Him, you'd expect yeah. him to you'd expect to see oh, him. Yeah, when was Titanic? Titanic was twelve years ago. Thirteen twelve years was ago. Was it ninety seven? Ninety seven with Titanic? Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd expect to see him on the Tonight Show and Letterman and that kind of stuff. He's not got, necessarily on Saturday Night Live. Got a decade of material to talk about. I guess so. But he, he's always done like weird stuff. Like he does he's like Lucas, he just doesn't seem to give a fuck. That was the thing about the Lucas interview with John Stewart is He's like, I don't care, whatever, you know. People don't like it, that's okay. Like what you like and don't watch, don't like what you don't like. And Cameron did that thing for MTV Movie Awards. Remember the Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn pitch for Titanic 2? Yeah. Oh, wow. I remember that. I don't think I ever saw that. He's always done weird stuff like that. Yeah. In fact, the laser casting reminded me of that, where it was them pitching Like an James underwater Cameron. dome or something. Yeah, that, that Jack from Titanic is still alive and living in the ship. <laughs> and it's uh, and, and, or it's intentionally bad. Yeah. And you know James Cameron is playing essentially the Lorne Michaels part of that, going, "No, shut up! This is terrible. Shut <laughs> up." So speaking of uh, late night talk shows, you, have you guys talked about Conan or anything yet? I'm, Do you want to? Let me read I, your first piece of viewer mail. Oh, here we go. Bernie's excited about this. I'm glad oh, that he no. mentioned that. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I one of the best parts about working in this company is that I work in. Bernie and I share an office, uh-huh. and when Bernie gets annoyed, it's always supremely entertaining, <laughs> and I get to be there at ground zero for it. He got so pissed off last oh, yeah? week when he read this comment. Someone, what was the, what was the comment? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> this is in response to last week's podcast when we talked about the Conan O'Brien thing. Okay. Uh-uh. And Jay or Dan on the site. Which one is it? It's just, I don't know. It's, his name is Jay or Dan, which is actually a pretty funny username. But he wrote... Bernie doesn't seem to really know the whole late night deal. He seems to think that Conan is the one being canned, but it's really Jay Leno who is doing so poorly that NBC wants to put him into Conan's time slot. And Conan wants Conan wants nothing to do with it, so now he's threatening to leave altogether. It bugs me when they talk about these things and don't have all the facts, but still form such a strong opinion about them while acknowledging they don't really know what's going on, them being us. <laughs> well, there you go, Bernie. You just got served. Oh, snap. Do you think there's people out there who really believe that Jay Leno is on the outs with NBC? Right. Yeah, right. And so that's why they're putting him back in the Tonight Show slot? Yeah, there's one person it's, it's punish- yeah, it's apparently punishment. in the world who believes that. It's either, either Jay or Dan believes that. And that person hates when people spout off about stuff they, that they don't understand. Good lord, dude. Jay Leno's done so poorly he's getting that flagship Jay uh, Le- <laughs> yeah. talk, late night talk show back. Yeah, getting it back after quitting. You know, I, I mean, I can, should we correct this? I mean, should we bother to even explain the situation? No, that, there's there's no rationalizing with someone like that. Well, we don't know what we're talking about. No, and, and, and he won't listen to us anyway because we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we need the skiz to go and regulate on Jay or Dan. <laughs> oh, 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 we should talk about that. So we, we started saying the skiz. The skiz is different than yeah, the guy who – the yeah. skits. It's the skits. Yeah. And actually, it's funny because the skiz messaged me and said, you know, I know you've been like saying good things about me, but I'm not actually the guy you're referring to. Yeah, it's, we have a the skiz on the website. It's actually the skiz. Yeah, it's the skiz. And the guy who is watching us is the skits. Yeah. So it's two <laughs> different guys. Anyway, the whole Conan thing – if if you know they had a giant rally, everything was awesome uh, yesterday. But so suppose <laughs> rally, come yeah, on, what's wrong with people? No, they uh, it was pretty funny. But the, uh, anyway, this week is probably going to be the last week of Conan on NBC, 
And this week he, he announced... Not because he got fired, though. But only because Jay Leno's doing so <laughs> only poorly. Only because yeah. they, Jay Leno's doing so poorly, they gave him Conan's job. But uh, <laughs> they, they've announced, like, the week of guests, like, Will Ferrell's going to be on this week. I think Norm MacDonald's going to be on this week. It's going to be just a week of just guests who don't give a shit. Man, I went back... It's funny you say Norm MacDonald. Over the weekend, I was laying in bed, and I was thinking about Norm MacDonald, who's... Oh, he's so funny. One of my favorite people in the world. And uh, I went through and I watched all of his appearances on Conan. <laughs> his God, last one was fantastic, he's dude. so... He's... That dude, <laughs> what, that's the that's like the the perfect example of a dude who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited to see Will Ferrell. Yeah, back Will Ferrell Conan. was yeah. Conan's first guest. He was really the Tonight Show. He was the yeah the first guest. Anyway, he was the old show's last guest. Mm-hmm. So, and he could be the this this new show's last guest. I wonder, too, I wonder if he's going to be the first guest for Jay Leno's Tonight Show. Oh god, part two. No, they're saying now like there's a list of, of celebrities that would come out that, and said they won't be on. No, 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 no. See, you read the headline. You didn't read the article. Oh yeah, that article makes it seem like there's a list of celebrities who say they won't go. It's really on just Rosie O'Donnell, show. though, right? It's it's really a list of people the author speculates won't be on the, oh, the okay. Tonight I, Show. I know Rosie O'Donnell said she won't. She canceled an appearance. Wait, number one on your on. <laughs> uh, number one on your list of celebrities is, is Patton Oswalt. I would question a lot of words in the headline. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it was it was it was a poorly worded title for a terrible article uh. but i, I want to say something on a kind of a serious note is that i like conan o'brien just fine um i i don't know that he should have been given the tonight show once jay leno's number one in the ratings i think somebody should have had a clause in their contract saying unless we're number one in the ratings you know significantly then we're not going to make all these switches but conan was the one who was kind of in the driver's seat a, a few months ago and jay leno didn't raise a big fucking stink when he was leaving the tonight show as number one and he didn't sit on there and say these guys are making bad decisions or whatever. Granted, he did take a show that he probably shouldn't have taken himself Absolutely. to try to remedy the situation. And Conan is I, – I don't, I don't find Conan particularly funny. It's just not my brand of humor. He's like a goofy guy, and he's endearing. But I don't know if he's necessarily like the guy who can be in the driver's seat of America's late-night television experience. The linchpin. He is a – I think he's a funny guy, but I think he's niche funny. Right. right. And which is why he fit well at his – original time slot he always seems like a guy who's gonna be funnier 10 years from now like this will be everyone will like this kind of humor yeah the to, i think to fill that time slot you really need to appeal to that like wholesome middle america environment which, which jay, leno, jay leno, was doing. leno definitely did jay leno know? by the way and, who and is fucking did. terrible yeah i'm not yeah, funny yeah, at i hate all. jay leno Jay Leno's just not – he's not funny at all. Did you Nothing see the, you see the clip where someone took one of his shows, uh, one of the 10 o'clock shows he did, and took out all the product placements he mentioned, like products he mentioned by name? This was like six minutes long of just him saying different names of products. Wow. <laughs> what was one of them, Tebow? <laughs> <laughs> College football joke. But uh, the thing that, that – I don't agree with what Conan is doing now, where he had a shot on The Tonight Show, and you could say, well, they didn't give him enough time to really develop – he had like 130 shows. Right. Though. 140. I was watching his monologue the other night on Hulu. It was episode 140. And I'm thinking, that's, you know, that's like five or six seasons of a regular television show. But you mm-hmm. made that argument on your, on your journal post. And then I, I mentioned the number of months that the other host had been on, Johnny Carson and Jay Leno. They were on, Carson was on for like 300 months, and Leno was on for like 270. And then you give you give Conan seven. That's nothing compared to what those guys got. It's but, still 140 chances to get fans. If if Jay Leno had come onto the show and had lost as much ratings as the change, you know, from Johnny to Jay, 
as Jay to Conan, Jay would have been gone in six yeah, months. I don't know what so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the percentage then, is, but they say that you know Jay Leno did actually struggle a bit early on. But when he got the Hugh Grant interview after he had that scandal with the prostitute, I watched that interview. What, that's what uh, boosted it, his ratings. And now they're saying this right now, what's going on with Conan now, could be Conan's uh, Hugh Grant interview. Like this could be what spurns people to start watching his but show. But nobody's watching. But nobody's watching. No, dude, his ratings have shot yeah. through the roof this week. They're watching now. Yeah, exactly. they're watching now. Yeah. Yes. He was still getting trounced by Letterman last week in the middle of all this. In the middle of all this stuff last week, yeah, his ratings had, hadn't moved to blip. But also, He's getting like a 2-6 every But night. the problem, too, is is Conan is going into this having some of the worst ratings leading into his show that anyone's ever had. Because sure. of Jay Leno. Because, because of, of Jay, Jay Leno. Leno. There's extenuating like circumstances, but still. Jay Leno is sinking even like the local news' ratings. And then that's... No, that, there's that. no question that Jay Leno's show is bad. There's no question about that Jay Leno's bad, but Jay Leno was number one in that slot... Conan comes in. That's the slot. Jay Leno's show is a compromise thing that's going on at the 10 p.m. hour. You And you can't run a show existing on hope of lead-in. I mean, you, there has to be a reason for people to tune in. You can't just hope that they'll stay on the channel because they're already watching it. And that's not a way to build an audience. Mm. There needs to be a reason for people to turn in. And but it certainly people like the show, they'll turn audience, in. Though. It doesn't hurt. I'm sure. I'm sure it helps tremendously, but... Still, but, if it's a good show and people like it and it has a broad appeal, then people will watch it. They'll turn on the television to watch So where is Conan going to end up? Fox? I think he's on the outs. I think he's out, yeah. No, I, I don't think so. Conan will have a show on. He might end up on Revision 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you're saying he's going to end up on another network, sure, that's definitely a possibility. I think he'll go to that other network and not get ratings there. I think so, too. And I don't think it's in his best interest to do that. I think this has killed Conan and Jay Leno. I think and the Tonight Show. I, I want to say I want to say Conan because I think this is really Conan has has now become sort of this. It's like the head of sort of this internet generation. Like he he has sort of taken that role. I, I wow. Think, I don't that I, that is like that is a five minute title. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's like Firefly is the television show of the internet generation. It's still, yeah, the internet generation pays. First of all, a generation on the internet lasts about six months <laughs> if you're lucky. I mean, it's it, there is no internet generation. It doesn't exist. I mean, you can look at anything that's popular on the internet, anything, and in seven months, nobody nobody cares about it. It's gone. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Just just a, a quick correction. I'm looking here, and yeah, The Tonight Show actually has double the ratings of uh, Letterman. Oh, Since really? when? Since what when? Day? As of last week. I remember last week, it got a 2.6, and Letterman got a 3.5. Oh, well, I'm, look, I'm looking at different numbers. I'm showing Tonight Show has 1.8, and Late Show 0.9. Point no, nine. nine. That's not even a, that, that's Are not you looking at share, or are you looking it's at... It's like Nielsen's 25 local markets with people meters. Mm. So you're looking at local markets? That's, that's exactly, that's we looked at the numbers says. last week and we said there was 300 million people in the U.S. and 2.8 million were watching The Tonight Show, which was less than 1% of the entire nation. And it was all the headlines. We had those numbers last week. Yeah. But here's my point that I was trying to make about Conan, which was my serious thing that I disagree with, is that he had a shot on the show, right? And he didn't get the ratings. He had seven months to try to get the ratings up, and it wasn't working. You can argue now that with the controversy of him leaving, this external controversy, now they're getting ratings. Either way, it doesn't matter. He didn't get the ratings, and now he's leaving. Yeah. If the controversy goes away, then arguably his ratings are going to go away too, right? Right, right. If he keeps the show and, and goes on business as usual six months from now, he'll be right back to where he was. Right. My problem with Conan is what he's doing to The Tonight Show, which is that is a cultural touchstone in this country. Yep. And it is not his to dismantle it. It is not his to like do things like put it up on eBay or you know sell it off on Craigslist or anything like that, or to stand up at the, on the monologue and essentially sabotage the future Tonight Show. That's not his show. I, he I didn't think, create that show. I think at the point where where NBC said we're going to move the Tonight Show, that's when all bets were off. 
I don't think because all at bets that are point off. they were changing the Tonight Show, and they were literally changing the Tonight but Show. But it's their right to do it; they own it. Also, they're changing because of him and his contract that's in place. I mean, we go back, we go back a year. That's when all this stuff should have been done. Yeah, and Conan should have stayed where he was, and Jay should have stayed where he is. They should have done that. And this, and this actually has history because this has happened before with the Tonight Show. Yeah, in the eighties, the the guest host or the 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 backup host for the Tonight Show was Joan Rivers. Always Joan Rivers. And everybody loved Joan Rivers. And Joan Rivers was like the heir apparent, if not David Letterman, to The Tonight Show. And more so than David Letterman. Abs- more so. She, there was, it was pretty much universally understood that she would probably take over The Tonight Show from Johnny someday. And what happened was... And people was, were fucking happy as hell about it, because she was great. Because she was great. She was probably better as a temporary host because of her, just the way sure. she, you know, she does her comedy. But Fox came along. They had a gap in their late night show. And they said to Joan Rivers, would you like a show on our late night lineup? And she said, absolutely. She took the Joan Rivers show on the Fox. How long did it last? It's like two months. Maybe. Well, she was I, off the air I, almost I, I knew Joan Rivers used to be the backup host for the Tonight Show. I've never realized yeah. that's what happened to her. That yeah, she went to and Fox. she got a lifetime ban from the Tonight Show because of that. Johnny Carson never spoke to her again. She went from, yeah, she went from being the guest host of the Tonight Show, heir apparent to the Tonight Show, biggest show in U.S. history, like the show you want to have, especially as a host. She goes on the Tonight, she goes on the Fox show, Joan Rivers show. There two months, and she burned it. And she said publicly when Fox canceled her, I could have just stayed where I was and had everything right. And Fox took me in and then canceled me immediately. Yeah. And basically just derailed her. And where is she now? She's on, like, she's on e. No, she's on uh, Red Carpet. I know where she is. She's TV on Guide. TV Guide Channel. She's on yeah. TV Guide Channel. Wow. Doing her Red Carpet stuff. Still a tremendously funny lady, you know? But then but then Carson loved Letterman. Like, Carson is basically, he hand-selected Letterman to be his replacement. And then somehow... That, that he, was 1990. What I'm talking about yeah. is 1980. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking when Carson actually was stepping down, though. And then somehow Letterman ended up, like, what, he got screwed out of the job because of some reason or another? Or I guess... Once again, Jay Leno. Yeah, it was Jay yeah. Leno took the job from Letterman. And here's a fun fact. Do you know where? Do you know the last time Carson appeared on late night TV? Do you know where it was? Yeah, it was on Letterman. It was on Letterman. We, we watched sat, it. He sat behind the desk, and it was probably the one one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, Bernie and I watched it on YouTube last week. Yeah, dude, I don't know. We talked about this during the podcast, but Johnny Carson, after he retired from the Tonight Show, he disappeared. Yeah, he went to live on a boat. We right. never saw him again. And Jeff, you heard a really cool rumor about. Oh, it's, yeah. I read about it. I, it, it Let, Letterman talked about it when Carson died. It wasn't a rumor. Yeah, I yeah. saw the episode like the homage to Carson on Letterman when he died. Uh, Carson was still a funny, funny guy. He was still writing. You know, he was still he, yeah. Like I don't people. I don't think people realize he, he was a writer and he wrote a lot of this, the material. And he was yeah. actually a really. He probably would have been okay as a comic. He uh, after he left, he would still write monologues for Letterman because he didn't have anything else to do. He was sitting on that boat and he still thought of funny shit to say. So he would mail in and email in like jokes to Letterman. And Letterman would use them every night on the show. Yeah. Wow. And then yeah. he would he would do the uh, like Letterman would do like the golf swing anytime it was a Carson joke. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. So I did not know that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it, it, there's an instance where NBC said Tonight Show's number one. There was really no other competition for it because the Late Show didn't exist. And they they, they took the attitude of, well, we're not going to mess with a good thing. J- Jay Leno is the backup host for the Tonight Show. We know this works. We know this gets ratings. We know Letterman does well late night. And so they stuck with it. And guess what? It worked. Jay Leno beat Letterman. You know what? Ten years. It was, it was more than ten years. Yeah, he, yeah. He, Letterman never beat him. I don't think on a year-to-year basis. He might have beat him on individual episodes, mm-hmm. but Letterman was always chasing him. And I, by the way, I, I love Letterman. I, Absolutely, that's yeah. who that's who I would prefer to watch in all of this. Uh, <laughs> you know his his scandal. You know, talk about things to get ratings. I mean, Letterman should have an affair 
you know, once every few weeks. <laughs> or make, make fun of Sarah Palin's other daughters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or have heart surgery or something like that. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, back to Jay or Dan's point is that if you think that that Conan O'Brien is being tossed off The Tonight Show because Jay's show is doing poorly, that's not the case. This is an overall fix that they're doing, and Conan is the odd man out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, it's essentially he's the biggest loser in the bunch, and Jimmy Fallon's the smartest guy in the world because he's not saying a goddamn Keeping thing. His mouth shut. He actually he actually did come out and say he wasn't sure how to react because he's friends with both of them, and he wasn't going to pick sides. He actually I saw him on his show do that. Here's how you react: get in a fetal position in your dressing room. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> Duck and cover. That's what I would do. Yeah, just stay out, stay out of the way, man. Just keep your mouth shut and just keep doing your job. But sadly, I think Bernie's right. If Conan goes to Fox or wherever Conan goes, he might get some initial hype. People might be excited to see the new show. You know, wish him back. And then in six months, Conan will have the same ratings Conan's always had. Would you be shocked to see Conan go to, like, Comedy Central? That, that's, yeah. That's, that's I, I, don't think, I don't think he would do I don't it. think Conan's going to take any kind of a step down if he's not going to go anywhere. He doesn't need to. It's not a major to. network. Yeah. I think if he's off, I think the rumors are that he's going to make $40 million in contract buyout. Yeah. Which apparently now is nothing because in all the moving around, NBC has lost hundreds of millions of dollars. And the argument that they made when they made the Jay Leno show was that it's so cheap we can't not make money. It doesn't matter what the ratings are. That was their big push at the time. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, oh, we have five hours of programming every week that are doing absolutely terrible. Whoops. They were talking about on uh, – uh, I was listening the other day. Uh, I don't remember where I heard it, but they, they were saying there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, a, there was a huge guest struggle where Leno's people and Conan's people were constantly fighting over guests, yeah. and Leno always won that struggle. Yeah. So. Which, that doesn't help Conan at all. It doesn't help Conan. Apparently it didn't help Leno either. But it didn't help Leno either. But then, once again, I mean, Conan's in the slot, the Tonight Show, and he still couldn't get guests. Yeah. Conan goes to Fox, your choices, and you got to think about the average audience. They're going to watch Leno, they're going to watch Conan, or they're going to watch Letterman. I think anybody that would watch Conan is going to watch Letterman. Yeah. I mean, I think the audience that Conan preserved... For the Tonight Show was the hardcore Tonight Show audience. Who just, that's just what they watch, and they're used to watching that. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to go for that brand of humor, you're probably going to go for Letterman, who's <laughs> got to be the happiest dude in the world right now. Probably so. Jimmy Kimmel seems to be in there. I don't even know when Jimmy Kimmel is on. He's on at uh, his show starts at twelve or five Eastern, so he's at 11, 11 p.m. show. Yeah, yeah. So he's halfway through the Tonight Show. He comes on. Yeah, okay. he's got like a weird time slot. Yeah, that becomes hard for us because Tonight Show's on. For us at ten thirty at night, yeah. not at eleven. Yeah, he, so if Conan had accepted the, to start the Tonight Show thirty minutes later, he'd have been going up against Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, and a very funny argument that was made was that he'd be on at twelve oh five, and that's literally not the it's Tonight a, Show. Yeah, <laughs> it's tomorrow. Only for the East Coast, they don't matter. <laughs> hey, I didn't notice this yesterday, Jeff, but uh, uh, you have a new tattoo on your hand. I know you said you were going to do it, but I didn't see it oh, until uh, yeah, I got a new tattoo until right now when you were sitting there on like my palm. Say a. Uh, is that a bacteria? <laughs> no, it's a it's a drawing of a paramecium uh, of a ghost. Oh, it's a ghost. Yeah, it's a. I had that picture in the office, Daddy and the Ghosts, that Millie drew. It's pretty cool. It's one of the ghosts. Yeah, I like it. It's a cute little guy. Yeah, I saw the picture Griffin posted in her profile of hers. Yeah, she got the sun, and I got a ghost. Yeah, I didn't realize y'all had different ones. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Your tattoo artist is very talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a. Did, 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 did right. you let Millie do the tattoo? No, no. I thought it would be a cool the needle. I thought it'd be a really cool thing for Millie to go because she's so into art. You know, it's like mm-hmm. she's kind of it's she's kind of getting obsessed actually, and uh, she just draws and paints constantly. 
And uh, so we went to the, the the tattoo thing to do it from Griffin's friend, and I thought that Millie would be really excited about getting to see her art and like put someplace permanently. She didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she does she understand that like that's forever now? Yeah, yeah, she understands tattoos, but uh, yeah, she just didn't care. She wanted to go. Does she want a tattoo yet? Mm, she gives herself tattoos all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing I can do about it. One night I came in, and she had drawn all over her legs. And I was like, Millie, what are you, what are you doing? And she goes, I made tattoos. And I was like, you can't, you can't do that. And she looked at me, and she said, Mommy has tattoos. <laughs> Daddy has tattoos. Millie can have tattoos. And I was like, okay. That's, that's a tough argument. <laughs> yeah. Though. Otherwise, how do I argue against that? So. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly a little surprised that she wasn't, she wasn't, too, she wasn't too into yeah, it. Yeah, she just didn't care. I tried to get her excited about it, but she like, wanted to walk around and explore and meet people. Mm-hmm. So. Where were you guys at downtown? Or yeah, there was a tattoo convention over the weekend. Oh, cool! And uh, Griffin has a really good friend who is her like primary artist who lives in San Francisco, and she comes in once a year for that convention. So we went to see her. So did Griffin get any more tattoos, or just just no, the, the Millie just one? The Millie one. You sound you sound down. Do I sound down? Do you, do you want more? Tattoos? Are, are you drained after our uh, tonight show conversation? Yeah, yeah. it was. I'm, I'm all beat. It, got, it, got, it got awful quiet in here. Yeah, Took a little nap. It was very heated. I think and they're, they're all just standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, I mean, that's the other thing. Is <laughs> you, that just, you're 100 percent correct. I mean, you look at stuff with Carson, and he's just he, he was a totally different level than these guys. You know, yeah. And then Letterman following Carson. You tell me they can't find late night hosts that can ha- have a conversation. I watched that Chuck thing because he told me to watch it with the guy between Tom Brokaw, Chuck, and Conan. Dear Lord, dude, that was painful to fucking watch. Everyone's like, yuck, 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 you know, and it's just, give me a fucking break. And then you watch Carson with Pryor, Richard Pryor, and it's a conversation where you're in love with Richard Pryor by the end of it. You and I were dude, talking about that. you can go back and watch any episode of Carson on, on YouTube or wherever you can find it. It doesn't matter who he's interviewing or when it was, it will still be entertaining to you, even though it's 30 years old and completely irrelevant. The dude... Was talented. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. And Letterman's the same way. I mean, it may not be the same level as Carson, but Letterman's up there. Yeah. And Craig Ferguson. Letterman can interview Ferg- somebody. Ferguson's doing really, really well right now. He's getting a lot of good. Uh, I don't like Craig Ferguson for some reason. He, you should watch. He's good. Is he can he? have a conversation with somebody. They should, the thing, they, Conan, they should have put him on instead of Jimmy Fallon. He does fucking... a 30 minute monologue a day. Does he really? Yeah. Wow. As much as I like Conan, I really do. He's a horrible interviewer. Yeah. He really yeah. is. He yep. can't interview. And that's the, that's what the whole show is. That's right. You get like two or three minutes of funny skits. That's fine. But you have the eighty percent of that show is two dudes or a dude and a lady talking on a couch. And if he, if you can't do that part well, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What, why does Craig Ferguson do thirty minutes of monologue? Does he only have one guest? I think he only has one guest. Yeah. Wow, that's is crazy. That right? interesting. Usually only one guest in the Craig Ferguson. Sound, show? I don't, I don't think right. I've ever seen the Craig Ferguson. I'll show. have to give it a shot. I watched it once or twice back in the day and didn't didn't dig it at all. I just got I got really upset watching. Just, just watching what Conan was doing the other day with the Tonight Show, you know, just like, you know, it's, it's not good enough that, that you weren't good enough for the show. Now you're going to try to to take apart this franchise that everybody loves and everybody's yeah. built up. You know what I mean? I guess it's it's once again, it's all about him. You know, it's all about him and his ability not to get ratings. And that's how many times has that story been told in television? You I know? know, and I don't think he'll go anywhere. I, I don't think he'll go to Fox. I don't see why he would, no, unless I- he really believes. Like Jack does, that he's the voice of the internet generation, and they're all going to follow him to Fox. Nah. The people, who, the people who don't even watch late night television, clearly. Yeah, 
I guess maybe late night television is just a dying breed. I think it is. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's, it's that relevant. Like you, know, like Jack talked about earlier, like we don't even really watch TV the day it comes out. Well, plus like with, it, I mean with DVR but, and Hulu and all this stuff, like it doesn't matter what time things not are even, on anymore. Not even that. But Bernie and I were Bernie and I were talking about this uh, the other day. Like when I was a kid, I would always fight with my parents to let me stay up to watch Letterman uh, and uh, Carson. And back then, like that was that was really before the internet. That was really the only way you could get any kind of insight into actors and musicians and actresses. Mm-hmm. And that was like like if fuck I don't know somebody that you liked was on, it was a big deal because that was like I only get to see them once a year in a movie, or I can see Michael J. Fox like on Letterman that's and a good point. see what he's like. And that's totally not the case now. I mean, I spend hours a day surfing celebrity blogs, right, and shit like that, you know. And it's like and gossip sites, and it's like we just all that information is available to us at all the time. So there's not as much of an impetus to go and see Will Ferrell on The Tonight Show because you can see Will Ferrell on Funny or Die for you know, all day long. Right, yeah. I guess there's definitely a, a lot more access. And you're not going to want to suffer through how banal an entire hour of late-night television is to get the one or two good moments. You just, as a viewer, you expect a more efficient experience than that, I would think. Jeff, I'm handing you this picture here. That's the rally for Conan O'Brien outside of Universal Studios. You should... Yeah, that's sad. That, that, you look at all those people. Those are people who are just looking for something to do. Yeah. That does not look like a sustainable audience to me. It's a bunch of people in t-shirts, and they're just looking like... I, I, I wouldn't be impressed by that. I'd like to yeah. see some more pictures, honestly, before I... That's I, the first I, picture I pulled up, and that's exactly yeah. what I expected to see. I, w- I would want to reserve judgment. So, okay, so so what, what is... <laughs> Custom reserving judgment. I'm just saying, like, over half of that picture is you know, it's like a street with cars, you know? It's not a very good picture, showing the people. So so what is NBC's answer in all this? Like, what what is NBC, what is NBC going to do to save face in this Their whole situation? Their answer is, oops... They're not going to save face. Yeah, the yeah. answer is they'll do what they want. They'll put Leno back on. Leno won't succeed to the level nope. that he was. Nope, nope. But he'll. But Leno will be on the Tonight Show until he dies. You know. I guess the Tonight Show will do okay. It'll probably not beat Letterman from here on out. So who? who I don't will, think it'll ever recover. Who will ever want to replace Leno on the Tonight Show? No. That's a great question. I think the Tonight Show is permanently tarnished. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, people will forget about it. Uh, yeah, I don't think I it was. Tar- I don't think it was tarnished after the Joan Rivers thing. I don't think it was tarnished after the Letterman thing, and that was a bit of a controversy. Letterman was a controversy, yeah, but it wasn't nearly like this. If you didn't have the guy on the show every night, well, I just I don't think it'll ever it'll ever recover to the level that it was before this happened. Before Letter before Conan took over. Well, I, what, what could? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think people will forget. I think it'll it'll be back and just fine. In a year, no one will remember. Tonight Show did benefit for a number of years, decades, in which it didn't have any real competition. For a late night interview show, and it was one of three things to watch on TV. Yeah, that's a very good point. There it was were, Tonight Show or Nightline, right? There were two other channels. Yeah. What What did networks used to air? Like, what did CBS used to air before Letterman? Uh, like the ten thirty slot. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's. Yeah, I mean, a, I can't even remember. There's a pretty good chance it was off the air. Yeah, eleven thirty or no, they, they might have been, been showing like syndicated. They might have had re- yeah some sort of a rerun, but it was always like in our lifetime. Yeah, but what about in the sixties and seventies? Yeah, I don't know. Nightline's been ABC was on ABC forever. That's something that's changed in our lifetime. When networks used to go off the air, yeah, or TV shows would shut off, or the, the channel would just shut off. You'd get your American flag and you're static, done for the night. Mm-hmm. You think people who watch Poltergeist today understand that? Probably if, not. If they went back and watched it, and I don't think they probably realized when they were making Poltergeist that they were focusing on something that was going to go away. Can you even <laughs> see static on a TV anymore? Uh, yeah, I have a static channel on my TV. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it got picked up. Huh. It's just static. We get a lot of Spanish channels, by the way, over the air now. Oh, did you, did you hook up your antenna? Yeah, I hooked up the antenna. Yeah, this is, this is, look at this, here's another picture. 
Okay, yeah, that's a better picture. Yeah, that's a dig meetup. You know what <laughs> I mean? Look, there, there's a zero hour hoodie in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my hoodie. <laughs> I like that you that's the one thing you spot. I would like to walk through yeah, I see that too. And it looks good. Yeah, it's a, it's a great shape. Best made, best made garment ever. <laughs> they literally are eating pizza in the in the line here in this crowd. They're like passing around pizza boxes. Oh, come it, on, are you disparaging pizza now, Bernie? <laughs> no, I just don't see. I mean, but isn't that the isn't that the audience that that NBC would love to have? That younger audience, the the eighteen to I don't know forty year old male audience. But apparently, Conan doesn't have that audience. They, if he did, he would have ratings. But they're exactly. all standing outside. They don't watch TV. It's two hundred people are standing outside. This is a bigger deal on the internet than it is on the television show. Yeah. You know, because they have the t-shirts are on the internet. I mean, the TV shows aren't selling the t-shirts. It's people who want to just make these, you know, t-shirts to capitalize on it that are doing it. I see these people wearing those t-shirts. No, I don't see that. I don't look at that and see a real audience at all. I really don't. I see I see a bunch of people who are excited to be out doing something. So they all got together. And I guarantee they organized this little meeting on the internet, and then they'll just go back to the internet to talk about it. And then half these people won't watch the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien that night, they won't watch it. Well, they, they might watch it to see if they got see on. See if they got yeah. on there, yeah. But that's but, it. Yeah, they're not going to – it's not sustainable. I just, I just don't think it's sustainable. I, I'm, I'm, I might be jaded at this point, but I've seen enough of this stuff go by on the internet, and everyone gets very excited, and then it just goes away, and it doesn't fucking matter. Dollhouse is being canceled. Yeah. Yep. It's gone. You know final, what I mean? Final episode is like that, two or three weeks. Yeah, that was the show of the internet generation. <laughs> I don't what know, happened? I, I don't, don't know about that. I don't know what if that's happened? true. Well, you don't know if it's true anymore. I bet nine months ago you would have said that. <laughs> Most no, important fucking show in the world. Well, yeah, but look who got it back. The internet got it. Was it, back. A, it was a pretty horrible show, though, honestly. You, you, could say, you could say Family Guy is the show of the internet generation. That's still on. Absolutely not. They bought DVDs. Family Guy is the show of the people who spent $30 to buy a DVD generation. Exactly right. That show got brought back on the air because they sold a million and a half box sets. Hey, anyway, who cares? What's the point? Yeah. I mean, really, what is the point? You know what I mean? It's just like... I mean, people's behavior is going to change, you know what I mean? And it won't matter. They can get as upset as they want to get. Things will be changed the way they are. They'll be that way. And either you either watch it or you won't watch it. But likelihood, you probably won't watch it. Yeah. You know, 1% of America. You're probably not in that category. Do you care? Do you care that Conan O'Brien is going off the tight show? Dude, there's a fucking... There's a, we got Haiti happening right now. There's oh, let's actual, not even say that. Don't even worry about that. No, but there's like actual stuff going on in the world, and all I see. No, I really. It's annoying because, like you said, you were, we're CNN.com. If you go to it right now, it'll be blasted with Tonight Show stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And for what? What two and a half million people out of three hundred million people in this country? It doesn't matter. Nobody really cares. You just don't watch it. Like yeah. in the last year, three hundred and sixty-five days. How many times do you think you tuned in? I watched the first two shows of Conan, and That's I thought, "Oh, it's pretty funny." The, the, it's just like I, the Conan show. I probably watched most of them. He, you watch more late night TV than anyone I know, Gus. Yep. Yeah. The problem, I think, the the big thing that people are getting pissed off about this is the fact that Leno's coming back. More than anything else, is like people like basically NBC is saying Conan isn't working. We're replacing him with Leno. That the people who love Conan are saying, I mean, well, not even the people who love Conan. Leno, in general, is not a funny person, and they're replacing someone, Conan, who has shown that he's been a very funny person at other times. And the rating, you know, the ratings aren't showing it now, but I think that's the, that's the big point that people are really pissed off about. And I would agree with that. It's like, my, my guy is getting replaced by this shitty guy. I would agree with that. That's, that's 100% what if this those, whole thing's if about. If those people thought Conan was so funny, why didn't they watch the show? 
Maybe they were the people watching the show. I guess. Well, in that and in that case, then there, it's a super super minority that likes Conan. Yep. I mean, yeah, I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where I mean, NBC really screwed up because. I mean, how many times do you see something that's bad that gets to the top like that? I mean, you can oh, see yeah. that with a lot with comedians. Usually the most popular comedian in the country, people don't think he's funny. It's like the but, blandest comedian out there. Like Dane Cook. Yeah, somebody's somebody's going to see Carrot Top. Somebody's doing that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> you know I mean? there's a reason why Carrot Top's making a mint at his fucking live shows. Right. So The guy who does the puppets, who I don't even know who he is. Jeff Jones. Jeff Jones. All I know is that people don't find him funny, but there's a re- something's going on. He's got a show. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. <laughs> I'm going to take it in a little tangent here. Uh, when we were flying back from um, San, Francisco. San Francisco on our last um, you know, trip for making a commercial, we connected through Vegas. So the last leg of our flight was Vegas to Austin. And when we were getting off the plane in Austin, like I guess like two guys were sitting next to each other, met on the plane, and were talking. And one of, one of them was like, yeah, I went and saw this. Uh, this, my, this is my first time ever to Vegas. I saw this guy with puppets. His name was Jeff Dunham. He's famous or something. I don't know. Never, I never heard of him. And, he, and, he does, and the other guy's like, oh, really? What is, I've never heard of him either. What does he do? He goes, oh, he does, uh, he does impressions. And the guy's like, really? He goes, yeah, he, he's, he's really good. He sings all kinds of music. You know, anything you want from, from Garth Brooks to Brooks and Dunn. He did, he did it all. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this conversation's happening right in front of me. I was like looking around. And like, no one else was paying attention. No one was filming you at the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the Brookses covered. <laughs> How about you, Jack? How much late night TV have you watched? Lately, a lot. But before this, I watched I watched the first few Conans when I was out in L.A. Because mm-hmm. they literally it started up while I was living out in Los Angeles. So I watched a few, like the first couple weeks. And also, I didn't have a job, so I was sitting on the couch quite a bit. And um, and then, you know, it's tapered off. But, I mean, I, the late night TV I watch is Daily Show and Colbert Report. And then I'll do, I'll catch up on my shows that I miss during the day at night. Like, I'll watch How I Met Your Mother, uh, whatever whatever else, The Office, 30 Rock. I'll watch those at night before I go to sleep. But as far as watching late night TV, I don't usually do it. And uh, but now I've been watching, I've uh, been watching Conan and then part of Jimmy Fallon most nights, like the last couple weeks. Just so, I mean, because like I feel bad because like I like this is stuff that I enjoy and I take for granted that it's even there. And now that I know it's not going to be in the internet, there anymore, it's I feel bad about it. And I think a lot of people are doing like going through that right now too. Okay, that makes sense. It, no, it totally makes sense. So, uh, Conan has produced some of the funniest stuff I've seen. In the last ten years on late night, Triumph is hilarious. Triumph's hilarious. Amy Poehler came out of there, you know. And, and Letterman doesn't have bits like that. I mean, was it uh, who's the Chris Elliott was like one of the funnier things yeah. to come out of he, the late, late he, night? Yeah, show. he does stuff like the like where they sand shit down. Like, no, the Grinder Girl, the Grinder Girl. He does like that kind of stuff. But his well, top 10, Letterman's bits are always kind of. There's actually a thing on NBC now. Uh, technically, they own the rights to all of that stuff that was created during Car- uh, during Conan's shows. Of course, and yeah, so like it's, it's their stuff. Like there's like an argument now, like who owns Triumph the Insult Comic Dog? So is, N- it, is, it Rob, is it Smigel or is it NBC? And so well, if the, Conan, if Conan does move somewhere, like Masturbating Bear is owned by NBC, you know, yeah, and it's like that happens, you know, like and Letterman can't do throwing things off a ten story building. Yeah, and like I was, I read somewhere like Larry Bud Melman when Letterman yep. moved from CBS, he had to change his name mm-hmm. because they own Larry Bud Melman, or, or he used his real name as opposed to his fake one. That is that's correct. nuts. That's nuts. That's the way it works. You work any job, like an engineer working at IBM. If he has a patent or invents yeah. something, he doesn't own it. IBM owns it. You know it's who pays the you know it's who pays the bill gets the gets the reward. Yeah, who, yeah. Who, the person who paid you to develop all that stuff. Right. Absolutely. Well, I, I wouldn't say the pay, person paid to develop that, or the, the person who paid someone to develop that would make sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How is you saying I, that I, I, I got, NBC NBC created a format with which Conan could come up with those ideas yeah, and those okay. bits? They should belong to NBC. Yeah. 
And it's not like if he doesn't get ratings or the bits aren't funny, Conan's going to pay them back his paycheck. Yeah, oh. I would love to see a masturbating bear TV show. Yeah, they probably wouldn't, Jack. <laughs> I mean, honestly, would you really want to see no, that? Not at all. Right like, up there with the case. I, I could see like NBC trying that. Like, oh, that's what they liked on TV. They're, they're going to let Joss Whedon develop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be gone in three episodes. Uh, yeah. I but like- I will say this. like, it, And then if you go back over the last 10 years, too, and when I heard about interviews that I then wanted to see, they were always Letterman interviews. Yes. If like, they were funny bits, they were Conan. And I, Jay Leno could care less about. I don't think. I, I think there's, there's not a memorable moment on product placement. Yeah, like you, you know, Drew Barrymore and him talking about Kraft macaroni and cheese. Like, and like it was something to ridicule. Headlines. Yeah. I can't think about Jay Leno without still remembering those Cool Ranch Doritos ads from like the early '90s. Oh yeah, I, I still see him as a Dorito salesman. Did yeah. you see what Jimmy Fallon or not Jimmy Fallon? Um, uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel said to Leno on his own show. Yeah. When Leno interviewed him, like he brought him on for like ten at ten or whatever, mm-hmm. and and. <laughs> And Kimmel said, Jay, leave me and Conan alone. You've got $400 million and a, a hangar full of cars. We have wives and kids. Please just leave our shows alone on, on Leno's own show. Yeah, that's also Kimmel trying to capitalize. Nobody's, Leno's not, nobody's fucking with Kimmel. You know? yeah. It's Kimmel trying to get ratings. It's Kimmel saying, like, trying to drive a wedge in. And I like Jimmy Kimmel, don't get me wrong. But he's like, it's him trying to insert trying himself to insert into the controversy. Oh, yeah, totally. He has no business being there. Yeah. He has a point, though. Leonard doesn't have any kids, just a shitload of cars. Well, what does that, that point? matter? That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't, no that doesn't matter at That's all. That's not a point. I, well, feel, I feel like we've, we've soured everyone's mood here. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. We got on a big, long discussion about late-night television hosts. And then, and then we are I, arguing doesn't matter. Yeah, and I don't think any of us really care about it necessarily. I really, I really don't. I really don't care. <laughs> Okay, you know, the thing Conan was doing was upsetting me the other day, but that's about it. Yeah. So let's end on something more positive that we can talk about. And I don't know what that is, but I'm hoping somebody else can talk about it. We saw Cynthia... Who's the chick from Mad Men? Cynthia Hendricks? Oh. At the Golden Globes? We saw her Golden Christina, Globes. Christina, Christina Hendricks. Hendricks. Christina Hendricks. Thank you. She's a ta- talented lady. Good. Wow. She was spilling out of that dress. I might have to replace my uh, obligatory Kim Kardashian photo <laughs> with a, a photo of her. Something just showed up on my radar that I had not yet heard about, which is a Martin Scorsese miniseries for HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is supposed to be something like a cross between Sopranos and Mad Men, which... Really? I'm sure they're just coming up well, with. Well, it, it takes yeah. place during Prohibition era, like, in New Jersey or somewhere like that. Like, it's on, oh. like, a boardwalk or something. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's going to be my new wallpaper. Right there. Gus just pulled up her dress. <laughs> Lovely designs. Wish, good, I, good wish I was pulling down her dress. hey <laughs> <laughs> See, even that, even Heyo is. I that's mean, that's Ed McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. yeah, Ed McMahon. God, I mean, the Tonight Show was such a juggernaut and such an experience that Ed McMahon had a whole career afterwards doing nothing, just being him. Yeah, showing up, being on envelopes, telling you that you have junk mail, and be like, Ah, Ed McMahon. Hey, <laughs> thank you. He gave people junk mail with a smile, and they took it happily. Yeah. Yeah, they're all excited. And, and he'd give you cash for gold. What the fuck is the publisher's clearinghouse? What is that? No clue. It's just a way to sell you magazines, right? Yeah. That's all it is? You get yeah. those little stamps, and then you put the stamp in the, oh. on the sheet, and then you get that magazine. And then, you're, then your neighbors get lots of do, magazines. Do, do they still have that? I do would, they still do I that? I remember they. when I was a kid, what, like, do they still, what, I'd mail? always see commercials for that. But I don't feel like really? I see the commercials for that really anymore. They, they still do something like it. I've seen a commercial. We used to always get those. Like You'd get the letter that was like, you've made it to the fourth round. Mm-hmm. If you fill out this piece of paper, you virtually guaranteed to make it to the fifth round. <laughs> did, they, did they invent the giant check? They, you know, that's a good question. They might have. Or did that start with like golfing tournaments? I, I don't know. I just remember when I was a kid, and they'd show up at somebody's door unannounced, and they'd give them the giant check for two million dollars. I think, 
this is the greatest thing. <laughs> he gets balloons and can, a giant we, check. Can you start paying us in giant checks up here at work? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I like to go try to like get to a bank and actually try to cash the giant check. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Try to stuff it into one of those ATM deposits. <laughs> you need to go to a giant ATM. I wonder if you. I wonder if you go to Bank America and say, "I want a giant check, a two foot by six foot check. I want that, but I want it to be legal tender." No, there's no way. <laughs> Why not? No way. Why not? They're not gonna make that. The Bank of America, man, they can do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> they'll, they'll need forty billion dollars from the U.S. government, then they can do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find a place to to buy a giant check online. Like, how, how are our trophies coming? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we're there. They should be ready very soon. We're, we we had to order a part from eBay for them. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, as soon as our part from eBay gets in, we're uh, part. we'll be done. <laughs> part. And as soon as we as soon as we drink that part, get <laughs> out. Then they'll be ready to go. Uh, I also want to point out that Bungie is doing a benefit for the victims of the Haiti disaster. Uh, anything that's bought in the Bungie store, I'm paraphrasing here from memory. Uh, that's, that's owned by Bungie. That is owned by Bungie. They will donate the proceeds of that or some portion of the proceeds. I think it's all the proceeds, right? It's all the proceeds. Uh, goes to relief funds for the, the, the victims of the Haiti uh, earthquake. And they also have the, uh, the special shirt, too. They have a special shirt they made for it, a superintendent shirt. And they're also doing a play date where they will donate money for everyone who plays Halo Wednesday or Thursday of this week. You can get the official times at Bungie.net. It is 12.01 a.m. Pacific time Wednesday through 11.59 p.m. Pacific time Thursday. Okay, great. And it's, it's for every 1,000 people, they will donate $100 up to $77,000. So go ahead and... How many people do they have to hit to get the max 770,000 people. Should, we can do should it. should not be hard for them. And you'll, yeah. have to, you'll have to go on Bungie.net and see. You'll have to change your avatar, your... Uh, your emblem. Your insignia. Heart, I believe it is. Yeah, it's, it's a, a very it's specific a heart with a one, circle. Though. And, uh, the colors have to be specific, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, they, they've I'll, got to list it out exactly. I'll what link you need dump to do. it. It's uh, it's like seven steps. Anyway, we'll have more information on the site at riversofblue.com slash drunk tank or roosterteeth.com slash drunk tank. And we're also going to be having a uh, community play date where on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central until 10 p.m., we're all going to be on playing Halo 3 as well or Halo ODST. But probably Halo 3. Probably, probably Halo. Halo I, I'm thinking some griffball. Getting some matchmaking. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a very good idea. I haven't played griffball in forever, man. And uh, I, I can't wait to get destroyed by some people who are really good. <laughs> yeah. So hit us up in the Drunk Tank forum if you want to try to schedule a time to play a game. We'll do our best to accommodate everyone. Otherwise, we will see you on Xbox Live this Thursday Yay. at 8 p.m. Central. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Holla. All right. So I guess we should wrap it up. Oh, so yeah. I, thought that, I thought that was the end. All right. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Toodles.